Alright, uh, welcome to the first official timeout baby uh, where we actually separate from our normal podcast on Monday nights uh, to have a one-on-one D&D session with uh, some of our players, uh, people who haven't played before, um, you know, anybody who's trying to also get into the game. That's what we want to try to achieve. So, uh, today I have here with us is Jace. Uh, on Mondays, he usually plays Boron Blackrock, uh, but today he's going to play somebody a little different. Um, Jace, thanks for coming. I know you've been here a little bit. <laughs> thanks for having me. I, uh, I appreciate it. Of course, of course. So, um, like we said, we're going to take you on a one-on-one D&D adventure where, like we said, it's just you and I taking a brand new character through a whole new place. So, uh, before we get started, let me tell you a little, bit, a little bit about where you are or where your character is. So, you are actually located in a small town called Zylut. It is located in a relatively small kingdom. This kingdom is quite unusual because this kingdom is a kingdom of tieflings. You wouldn't find a kingdom of tieflings really anywhere else, (laughs) Um, but you do here. Uh, And you, again, like I said, are in a small village of Zylut, a stranger after a couple days wandering into a village. Um, Would you like to tell us a little bit about who you are yeah um my name is uh tyrannus Afarian. i'm a, a human wizard i uh, i try to come up with like a, a mystical name try and <laughs> mix it up yeah and um since it's like since we're doing timeout babies i figured um in our normal podcast i usually play um like fighters or people that get up close, up close and personal and so for this one i just kind of wanted to um sort of switch it up and maybe go for someone that's a, like a ranged character. I feel like that would be new and give me a chance to learn a little bit more of the mechanics of the game. I feel yeah, And that's that's exactly kind of what I wanted to do also. Be able to step out of your comfort zone. Like you said, you're normally fighters and now you're like, well, what is it like to be not necessarily a secondary character, but like to be on the second level essentially essentially to be behind everybody to kind of buff and or just be in that second row to do you know aoe's or whatever it is you choose to do with your wizard it's pretty cool i've never played a wizard before so (laughs) it's always something different when you have different people playing wizards because you never know exactly what you're gonna get um like we have with ad when she's a wizard we're never exactly (laughs) sure what we're gonna get definitely but but we know we're always safe because it's an evocation spell (laughs) whatever it is um but yeah, that's one of those. So, <clears throat> so again, you are in the village of Zylut. Uh, this place is in the hamlet of Zylatir. 
It is, like I said, it's a small village. Uh, not too many people come through this place. You just happened upon this village on your travels. Uh, you, like I said, you've been traveling a couple days. Probably a little weary. And as you come into this village, people do notice. Um, the night starts to approach so it's starting to get like dawn dusk um and you can as you're approaching the village you start to see everyone closing up shop it's a relatively nice village not like crazy extravagant most of the buildings are made out of stone for the most part a couple wood shops um people who have like awnings or things hanging from like the sides of buildings where they pretty much open shop like from home um, you'd see most of those, like, like you see a baker starting to close up their stuff. You can kind of smell bread as it, as it the smell lofts through the air. Uh, you can hear uh, smithies as they're like working a little bit later than everybody else. As you can hear oh, some hammering off in the distance, but nothing crazy. Like I said, this is a small place, but they do have the essentials. Yeah, you got like one smokestack in the distance. Exactly, exactly. Where it's like, if anybody comes by, they have resources and things to sell. They can do all these things. Um, you, a mysterious stranger, walking into this village. Um, what would you like to do? Like I said, it's getting... It's getting late. You can rest. You can get a drink. What would you? What are you thinking? Um, just like, would would my character necessarily know about like tieflings or like, am I thrown off by this You're, gathering of tieflings? Give me, give me a history check. History check. All right. Yeah. I think that, yeah, that's one of my What's proficiencies. Your, let's see what your character... So that's a 18 plus 5. Okay. So 23. Um, Tyrannus actually grew up uh, most of his life on this continent. Okay. He knows a good amount about this world, um, studying a lot of its magical elements. Okay. Uh, this world... You, Tyrannus, know known the the entire world as a wraith. A wraith. Yes. And that's uh I'm like, do I have it written down? Mm-hmm. That's in my other thing. Um but yeah, it's a wraith. Uh but the continent you are on is Fenora. Didn't make these names easy to spell. <laughs> no, no, it did not. Uh, yeah, Fenora is pretty easy though. F E N O R A. Oh, look at that! First try. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and then the town is the Zylu. 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 Yes. X Y L U T E. Not what I would have guessed, but <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so, again, you do know. Uh, I know of their ways. Exactly. You okay. do know of their ways. Uh, there's. Th- what you know about this world is that there are several kingdoms on the continent that you're on. 
Fenora. Okay. Uh, you happen to be in one of the friendly, friendlier uh, kingdoms, which is the Tiefling Kingdom. Okay. A lot of people don't understand this kingdom, and they tend to stay away. Humans, elves, dwarves, uh, actually halflings and gnomes tend to do pretty well in this area. Yeah. Okay. Um, and like I said, most humans do tend to stay away, but you will find an abundance of humans here because obviously there's tieflings here. Um, but for the most part, unless they like live here, it's not a like thing. Most most colors you're seeing are the blues, the purples, the reds, the pinks, you know, like a rainbow. Okay. You know, different colored people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I said, they're pretty peaceful and they just mind their own business. They do what they need to do to get by just like every other kingdom. The Definitely. only thing is they're just a tad smaller and they just look down upon uh, you happen to know this reading in your books uh, you know that they're looked down upon and you've actually been traveling through here uh, for probably a week or two and you've noticed that even though their appearance may be a lot different than most a lot of these people are just like oh they're really friendly they're they're out to help they're not really you know out to get you definitely um, I think with that knowledge um I think I would probably just go to like the nearest inn and you know maybe see if I can get a drink and a place to to sleep for the night. Cause. The nearest inn. So, asking around, mm -hmm. go ahead and oh, no, sorry, uh, give me an investigation check. I'm sorry. Definitely. That's gonna be a five. Five. Looking around, you're having trouble trying to figure out what's going on. Um, what languages do you speak? Uh, so that is something that I haven't fleshed out yet because I was um, not sh I wasn't too sure about the world. But um, I speak common, and then I speak three extra languages. Common and three extra languages. Yeah, which I haven't really fleshed yeah. out yet. Okay. I can definitely throw something together i speak tiefling how about that <laughs> <laughs> well looking around you're having trouble reading the signs at the moment i don't speak tiefling <laughs> <laughs> um but people notice like i said you're just a stranger in town and you're a human that they haven't seen before uh you see it you, you see this child come up to you and he goes uh sir are you are you looking for something? Um, yeah, I think knowing um, sort of the background between humans and tieflings, um, maybe I I try and go out of my way to be extra nice. And so maybe I like squat down and I'm like, oh, I see you speak common. Uh, can you point me in the direction of the nearest inn? Yeah, you squat down and you look at this little boy in the face, and he's got like this almost like blueberry hue. It's a little okay. lighter in the middle, but he's, you know, a little darker as it flushes out on his face. He's got these two tiny little horns that are starting to curl, but nothing crazy. Definitely. Um, he 
points and he goes, well, there's the casket of whale that I'm not allowed in. <laughs> or there's the sleepy inn. Alright, well, I appreciate the help. And I like give him a little copper piece. And he takes it, oh boy! And he just kind of runs off. Cool. And So I think I'm going to go to the casket of the casket of the casket of whale casket of whale okay casket of whale um so you head on to the casket of whale inside the casket of whale you do notice that it's it's not very busy a lot of people are just like kind of finishing their day just Mm -hmm. having a drink having just tiny conversations it's not a crazy hustle and bustle like you would get from a a normal like big city tavern Mm -hmm. it is quiet people are just settling down settling in Uh, when you walk in people do notice but then they kind of just go back to their drinks Um, what do you do? Um, I think I just walk up to the innkeep and hello sir Um, I was wondering if you had some ale for me yeah, uh, yeah, uh, sure. And he goes and he goes back. You see him grab a grab a mug and he slams it down. He starts to pour and he hands it to you. Two copper pieces. Okay. Uh, in my travels, two copper pieces is probably the norm, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just hand over the two copper pieces. Thank you. And he uh, he looks around, sees that it's pretty dead. So, uh, what brings you in all the way to Zylute? This is pretty out of the way. Uh, Yeah, I um, I've actually uh, I've been traveling, looking for. I'm collecting tomes for. um, I I'm starting a. A collection of uh, tomes from other cultures, from in the library, f- for where I'm from. So, like books. Yeah, but um, like special books. Ah, uh, I see, I see, I see. I wouldn't know nothing about <laughs> that. But um, you enjoy that ale there, and uh, let me know if you need anything else. Definitely. Um, I actually have a question for you. Um, would you happen to know of any um, like scholars or mystics within the town, or in a small parish like Zilu? Probably not. I just figured I'd ask. And when looking at this guy, you immediately notice he's one of the humans that obviously mm. live around. Um, pretty scruffy guy hair is disheveled he just kind of looks like he woke up and that's his natural look he's just kind of you know pretty groggy (laughs) sounding guy but he just you know he does what he does um yeah he's just like yeah i wouldn't know any types like that especially not here but uh if you head to the big city if you actually head to xylatir you might find one of those. Okay, definitely. Alright, well, any other questions for me? Uh, I think that's going to be it for me, but uh, I'll definitely come at you whenever my ale runs out.
All right. <laughs> he walks away and he starts to wipe down the rest of the bar. Um, you've been relaxing in this bar for about a good 10, 15 minutes. Uh, the bartender comes back to you. He goes, uh, you still sipping on that? Uh, if I could just get one more before I head on my way. Sure. And he grabs the mug and he turns around and he starts to pour another one. Uh, and as soon as you hear the liquid touch the bottom of the cup, and you know, that nice simmer that you get that you know that nice bubbling with the, the uh, foam exactly yeah. you can hear you can hear it filling up a crash comes through the door somebody somebody please will anybody help me and it's this this kind of old not not kind of old, this old man comes in um he looks pretty weak he his face is kind of sunken in. He just he looks pretty weathered. He looks around. Anyone, anyone, please. Um, I think I stand up and would run over and like try and like like support him up, like help him stand. And be like what is what's yeah. going on? Well, you, you run over and you grab him. Yeah, he yeah. he kind of leans into you. They they took him. They took my boy. Uh, who is they? The, the kobolds outside of the village. They took my boy. Please, you must help. You must get him back before they kill him. Uh, w- which way did they go? They went. They went north, probably back to their hideout. I know the. They've been scoping out the village. I've seen them, but. That's the only way I've actually seen is that way. Uh, I I look back and see if there's any, like, sort of soldier-looking people or other, like, patrons that look like they'd be willing to help. You, looking around, um, inside the bar, like I said, the bar is relatively quiet, looking around... Nobody in there actually looks like a soldier. Most people look like regular folk. <laughs> Dude kicks in, they just grab their mug, they're just like, mm, yeah, they're kind of like, that. they're kind of like, oh, they're like, like, oh, oh my god, yeah, I'm like, sorry oh to god. hear that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my god, someone should save his son. So, someone should really go help him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. the hero of our story. <laughs> exactly. Like, hmm, hmm, somebody come save him. Um. Um, I think hearing that, I just, um, I I gather my things and I, I start to head north. But before you go, the man, um, the man tells you his name is Bolton. Bolton. Yes. Lord Bolton. (laughs) Yes. And I assume because he's old, his son is not, like, a baby. No. Um, he tells you, actually, his son is around, like, eight or nine. Okay. Um, he's just an older guy. For sure. Essentially. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, he just knows that there is kind of, like, a stronghold to the north where the, where he saw them take his son. But he didn't... He didn't dare go after them, fearing okay. for his life as well. Definitely. 
So you burst out of the you burst out of the casket of whale and you start to head north. Um, heading up, it's about a mile out. Uh, the from dusk, it is dark. I, yeah, I was worried about that. Do you have a a torch or dark vision or anything? I'm pretty sure you have a torch in your pack. Um, it says I have a a scholar's pack. A scholar's pack. Yeah, but I don't have a torch. You don't have a torch. <laughs> I turn back around, run into town, and <laughs> grab a torch. <laughs> a torch. Um, all right. So continuing on, like I said, it is dark, so you are going to have disadvantage on these checks. Definitely getting out there without a torch, just moving without thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Silly me. You you head north again, like I said, about a mile out. Give me a perception check. That's gonna be um that's gonna be eighteen plus one. That's a nineteen. Nineteen? Mm-hmm. As you're walking. You hear voices, and then the crackling of fire. You slow your step, and off to your right, you can see the shimmer of fire as it crackles off in the distance. You start to move closer. Go ahead and give me a stealth check with disadvantage. Since you have no light to see what you're walking into. I didn't give you disadvantage on the other one because it was mostly hearing. Uh-huh. So natural 20. A de- <laughs> That's a bummer. That's a bummer. It's going to be a 9. <laughs> That's a bummer. So, you start to move through these bushes. You hear, as you step closer, a crack underneath your feet. Underneath your feet, you look down; a twig has snapped. You look up. Ooh, how lucky are you? You look up. The kobolds look around. They look to each other. And then back to their post. As you step closer to the bush and you crouch down, looking to where you could see the fire and the two kobolds, they look like they're standing guard outside of like a cave-like structure. Um, It's almost like an arc, just something easy enough for them to walk through. You see... Again, two of them standing there. They are kind of weird dog-like faces as they look around, kind of scanning the area. So, you need to get past these two guards. What do you want to do? Um, 
see. I've never played uh, like a spellcaster. Usually I would just run in and fight him, but looking at my AC, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> uh, I think because I'm not like the strongest of characters. I think mm-hmm. I think I I'm I'm gonna pick up like a rock or okay. something and like try and throw it against a tree like off in the distance kind of and see if maybe they can split up or if they both go if I can like sneak past um go ahead and give me because you're throwing a rock give me a dexterity you're just trying to like chuck it right off in the distance so they hear that yeah okay go ahead that's gonna be a 10 10 Mm -hmm. alright uh you chuck it and it hits the ground mm-hmm. and rolls into the bushes. Not enough noise for them to kind of because it hit the ground and rolled. Mm-hmm. They just do. Okay. Um, I'm just like, ah. and then uh, I think I try and use uh, like the element of surprise that I have to maybe sneak up on them and. Because it's just the two, right? It's the two right there. That you can see is just the two right there. Okay. So it's not like the two and then there's... That I can notice. Yeah. Okay. At the moment, those are what you notice. Okay. So, I think... Um, trying to sneak up and like get the jump on them mm-hmm. I uh sort of like crouch forward and then cast acid splash acid splash in between them okay so give me to sneak forward mm-hmm. give me a stealth check um you are hidden by the night but you are coming through a bush so yeah Give me a stealth check with disadvantage. Disadvantage? through that bush, yeah. <sighs> Alright, it doesn't work. <laughs> you... It's a it's a two, just yeah, so you know. You, you, step, <laughs> you go to step into the bush, and you take another step, and your foot gets caught. You try and pull it out as quietly as you can. Just, <sighs> exactly. You're just rumbling this bush. As soon as you get your foot out, you take a step forward and immediately you look up and both kobolds are looking at you. You, um... Uh, as they start to come forward, you cast Atsis Splash as you're tripping. Um, go ahead and... It's a attack roll, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or... Sorry, it's a deck saving throw. Oh, it's a deck saving throw. Yeah, okay, so they're they're coming up. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> they uh, <laughs> that was yeah. They run up, and as they're coming forward, and you're tripping, casting acid splash, it is just in their faces nobody had good rolls um, for this one it was just a fumbling all about exactly. it was just a fumbling all about as you hear just the uh, just the kobolds writhing in pages and as they as they're running into each other and then boom and then take off into the uh, into the tree line because they can't see so they're, just, they're gone 
And I'm like, uh, that did not go well. I'm like trying to be as quiet as possible. <laughs> um, definitely. So those two are handled for the most part. For the most part, they just they're like, ah, yeah, yeah, okay. They, it wasn't a good. What what's damage on that? It's a one d six. One d six. Go ahead and roll. Just in, let's see. A six. A six? Oh, yeah. They, uh... <laughs> Their faces are melted. Yeah, it's not a good... Yeah, they're hurting. They're... God, that's good damage. Good damage. Um, so, in front of you now, as you stand up and dust off, as it, you can still kind of hear the other kobolds off in the distance. Um, you can see the cave entrance right in front of you or the entrance to the kobold stronghold what are you doing um i think i just go in i just try and stealth it just try and stealth it yeah because i don't i feel like take taking a torch now would just draw attention yeah um walking into the kobold stronghold as you're trying to creep around these corners. Go ahead and give me a stealth check. Um, regular stealth check. As you see inside of here, there are torches mm-hmm. um, that are lighting the way. Oh, okay. Fourteen. Fourteen. Alright. You're able to come around to the next room. No kobolds at all in your, in your path. Um... You get up to the next room. You peek around the corner. Give me a perception. That is going to be a nine. A nine. You look around the corner, and all you can see are chairs and a small table a couple of uh, weapons on the wall um like a bushel of hail that's just disheveled Mm. um there's like the the floor is just dusty obviously it's a cave (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but there's just not a lot going on but there's a lot going on it's just kind of a mess a couple broken down crates and corners and things like that um what do you do um can I see that there's like branching paths out of this room or is this just like a empty room? You can't tell at the moment. You can only see those tables and stuff like that. You probably have to enter the room to see if there's another way. No, I probably I'll enter the room then. Okay. Uh entering the room, looking about, like you see the table. Um, as you take a couple more steps forward, you look off to your left and right behind that bushel of hail, you see two sleeping kobolds. And they are just like knocked out. Just (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, is there like a a door out the other side or? Yeah. Okay. uh, As you... As you see the kobolds, you look back to your right, and right by the table, there's a walkway that leads up. I, th- I think I'm going to try and sneak up the walkway. Sneak up the walkway? Yes. Right. So, give me give me a stealth to get away from... 19. Yeah. So, 
two sleeping kobolds, obviously thinking, you know, that's their job. Light as a you feather. Just, you see them, and you head up the walk. <laughs> um, coming up to the walkway, you can hear... You can hear a small, like, crying um, off in the distance as you're starting to go deeper and deeper down this walkway. As you come to... As you come to an opening where there's two torches on the end, you can see... You can see the opening. Um, but the only thing you can see as you get closer is just an, a dark room. Uh, you can kind of see the outlines of things, but you can't really tell exactly what they are. But the, the crying is coming from there? Yes, the, the crying has mm -hmm. come a little louder. Um, I'm, I think I just go in, because there's no real other alternatives to try and get into this area. Not that you can see it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll walk in then. Uh, are you just, you're just walking in? Well, stealth. <laughs> so you, you're quietly walking to this room. Yeah. You're, give me a perception to see if you can notice where the crying is from. This room is dark. Gotcha. End of the torches. Natural one. Natural one. It's pitch black. Yeah, it, it's dark. <laughs> You're looking around, and again, you can only see the outlines of something. And as you're stepping, you hear the crying to your left and you take a couple steps that way you hear the crying to your right so you take a couple steps that way mm. then behind you and as you take a step back and turn around you hit something then a heavy breathing You come take my prize? And, um, I think I'm just in, in shock. I'll probably, like, scatter back, like, take, like, just start scattering, like, shuffling backwards. Because it's still dark, right? It's still I'm, dark. like, shuffling backwards. You shuffle back <laughs> and, you, and you hit uh, something metal as, and it rattles and you reach back and you grab it. Um, it feels like a cage. Okay. You're not entirely sure. Uh, the, th the thing in front of you just is a hulking creature. And you're still not entirely sure what is right. in front of you. I can just, the presence of it, I can feel. Exactly, <laughs> you can feel it. Um, it speaks again. Why you take my prize? Um... Uh, please, you, um, you took this this boy from his family. Um, he, he he's scared and he just needs to go back home. I take boy as my prize, and he slams something on the ground. He takes a couple steps forward, and you can feel that presence come near you. Um, it's getting a little aggressive. I was trying to be nice. Um, I think I'm just gonna cast a spell at him I think I'm gonna do um sorry I'm gonna do 
A firebolt. A firebolt? Mm-hmm. No. So what is that? Uh, uh, a firebolt. Um, it's a ranged spell attack. A ranged spell. So rolled to... And because it's dark... Disadvantage? Disadvantage. Okay. And that's going to be... That's gonna be an eight. An eight. Mm-hmm. So, in your uh, in your desperate attempt just to try and see, get a clear glimpse of this creature, and try and hurt it so you can get away, um, you shoot a fireball at it, careening past his face. You see this creature almost looks like, you know, those like Anubis monsters, the dog-headed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. kind of looks like one of those. Is it streamed just a little more like uh, gnarled? It goes past its face, and you can see like the red eyes, the teeth, the drooling as it steps towards you as the fireball passes it. Definitely. Um, one of the things with that is that it ignites anything that's flammable. Did it hit anything flammable? It did not. Ah, missed him. Um, with the as I shoot that off, did I get like some information in the room, like as it like illuminated? As the firebolt mm-hmm. goes past the creature, just so I can like, get my bearings. Wall. Yeah, it hits the wall, and you can get a, a, a quick burst of the room. Go ahead and roll me a perception to see what you see. Uh, that's a nineteen. Nineteen. So in that quick burst, you look over and you saw across the room where the creature, uh, where the creature was walking from, well, towards you, mm-hmm. his back. Uh, you saw a glimpse, a child standing there, red hair, looking. Mm-hmm. As that flash, and then it goes dark again. Alright, you can have them. I didn't know I was saving a ginger, so that one's all <laughs> you. I'm just gonna bounce. <laughs> just uh, <I'm> out of <laughs> No, um, I, after I shoot it, I'm, I'm warning you, I'm more powerful than you think. Like, I'm definitely, like, trying to bluff and... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and roll me an intimidation. For sure, Z. I definitely don't have any intimidation. <laughs> Fourteen. Fourteen. Um, you you do that, and the creature goes, "Oh no!" And slams his club down to the ground. Nobody takes my prize. And he steps towards you to uh, make a swing. I figured. What's your armor class? Twelve. Twelve. Ooh. It is a 12. So he goes to swing at you um, with his club there. Uh, ooh. So he hits you, but he hits like your arm and he hits the cage at the same time, only dealing one point of damage nice. as he goes to strike you. How lucky are you? <laughs> okay, definitely. Since it's, uh, since it's getting spicy and I see that it's uh, like a big guy, I think I'm going to... And do burning hands. So burning hands, I think you actually have to touch him. You physically have to touch him. Um, it, it says, so your your hands touch your thumbs, um, and then a thin sheet of flame oh, shoot forward. Shoot forward, that's right. From your fingertips. And a 15-foot cone. Or it's like heat object, that's what it is. Mm. You have to touch it. Okay. So you're doing that? Yeah, and that's going to be a dexterity saving throw. Dex save. Natural 19. 
Fifteen. There it is. <laughs> so, uh, hand or sorry, flames mm-hmm. shoot out of your fingertips at the creature, and he seems to just step right through it. Nobody takes my prize. I'm like, uh, and I'm like, still like scattering back, but there's nowhere to go. I assume. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, just <laughs> poor decisions were made. <laughs> he goes to swing. Rolling 12s like there's no tomorrow. Um, oh, he goes to swing, dealing six points of damage. He smacks you across the room, effectively like shifting you out of what you were showing. No, definitely. Like, backing against and moving you to the middle of the room with the hit. Yeah, so he hits me, and I think he like cracks a rib because yeah. I'm at one HP. I'm like coughing up blood. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he fucks you up. <laughs> I'm, I'm like dying at this point. Um, yeah, I didn't get any healing potions or yeah. I think I'm just. I think I'm going all out on this one. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm gonna try and cast Burning Hands again and just see if I can like set his face on fire or try and. So, like, see if I can distract him for a round. So, deck save? Yeah. What's the, uh... 13. 13? Yeah, you did it. Let's go! Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's go. Yeah, so you go. Mm. He he turns around and he looks at you. Uh, uh, My prize. And he lifts his club up to go and pretty much finish you off. You put one hand on the ground, you steady yourself, and you throw both your hands up, touching your uh, touching your thumbs together, and throwing flames into the creature's face. How much damage? Twelve points. Twelve points of damage. You you burst <laughs> this creature. Um, you. I mean, the flames come out of your fingertips with all the power that you have. The fire catches the creature's face and it erupts in flames. They go from a red to superheating to this blue that ignites. You see the creature writhe in pain as it drops its clubs. It puts its hands on his face and you watch his hands catch on fire. And then the creature falls down to the side. Um, is is his face still on fire? I mean, yeah, it's crackling and burning. The rest of his body is starting to catch. Okay. Uh, it's going to be gruesome, but I want to use him as like a light source for the rest of the room. Well, he's on fire, so there's Definitely. your light source. Um, I think I like hobble over to the... Or before the rest of them catches on fire, I see if he has like... Any of those like iron keys for a cage? He does. He does. <laughs> he, definitely. Yeah, like, he's, so he's got those old school iron keys definitely. on that ring. Yeah, you so just I take hear. The ring. Yeah, when you take it, you could just hear like a faint voice. My bra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think I just like try and rip the the ring off, and then I go to unlock the cage as I like cobble over there. All right. Yeah, you are pretty messed up. Yeah, holding <laughs> your ribs. He, the club just go, like. <laughs> yeah, you go and you open the cage. Definitely. Uh, you see the boy. And he goes, huh, oh, "Are you here to save me?" <laughs> shh, shh. 
don't speak we must be quiet and i like like fall over and i'm just like holding my ribs and like just riding in agony <laughs> he goes he he has a box over there uh, he uh, goes and he points to the other side of the room you can still hear the body crackling uh from being on fire it's starting to like smell bad but you see over in the distance there is a there's like a small wooden box uh almost chest like definitely i think i um try and just muster up all the strength i can to sort yeah. of like maybe pull myself over there the kid looks at you and he goes my name is cassius let me help and he runs over to the box <laughs> he like opens it and he comes back he goes look he hands you a couple items he hands you a small blue vial or a small vial with mm-hmm. blue liquid inside hands it to you okay. you understand this as a healing potion okay um that'll be 2d4 plus 4 cool I'll just go ahead and uh, suck you that just, down yeah, real quick just, <laughs> plus 4 7 points of healing okay so you're back you take this down and immediately your ribs just start to feel better you just let out this huge groan <laughs> Exactly. Um, the, the child looks at you and he's just like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And he hands you the other items. Um, it's like, there, there was also this. And inside, or sorry, in his hands, um, you see two things. You see a scroll with a red ribbon attached around it. And then you see a small book with gold writing on the cover and on the spine. Um, what does the the writing say? You can't read the writing. Ah, fair play. (laughs) But you do know the language. Okay. It's not a language that you actively speak. Um, but you know bits here and there. It's in Celestial. Celestial, okay. And then, um, I untie the ribbon from the scroll and I open that up. You open the scroll... It is a tome of fireball. Oh, sweet. Okay. So, uh, at any point, activate this tome. Or, sorry, tome. It's a scroll of fireball. Mm. Activate this uh, <clears throat> Activate this scroll. It's an automatic hit of whatever a fireball is at, um, at like, second level. Okay. So... What are you doing now? Um, I think I'm just trying to lead him out. I tell him he has to be as quiet as possible, and just I tell him to hold my shirt and don't don't speak. All right. So, with the child in tow, mm-hmm. you guys start to head out. Coming back around the bend, you get back to the room where the other two. Um, the, the two kobolds were sleeping. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and give me a stealth check. Natural 20. Natural 20. <laughs> nice. I pick them up and I just... Yeah. You, you just... You just... Uh, <laughs> just skitter out. Exactly. You... Get out of the kobold stronghold. 
you head down to the uh, back down to the village. Oh, my son, Dad, Daddy! <laughs> he runs over. He um, you see, it's like a huge embrace. The clouds overhead are starting to kind of move away from the moon. The moonlight starting to shine on the village. As the boy cries, you hear some of the patrons come out of their homes. You see them opening up their windows. Sir, what is your name? My name is uh, Tyrannus. Or Trannis. Tyrannus? Yeah. Well, I thank you, Tyrannus. You saved my boy. For that, you were a hero here. Here, please, take this. And he goes and he hands you a sack. A hundred gold. Nope. Before you say anything, you earn that. Thank you again. And he, um, and he takes his son. He had the man save me from the huge monster, <laughs> Dad. As they start to walk away, I can't take that. And I just look, and I, I guess I have a room for tonight. <laughs> All right, and that's where we'll end it. Um, fantastic that was really good definitely um, that was i was as soon as you were like it's dark out and i was like no torch no <laughs> um no i thought that was fantastic a nice little quick adventure um all the way down to the nitty-gritty line um cool <laughs> i'd like to thank my first official guest jace for coming to the first timeout baby definitely thanks for having me I, you know, I appreciate you coming out and trying all our experiments with us. I think this one, hopefully, is going to be great. Yeah. Um, we got to see a little bit of wizard, uh, throw some <laughs> spells out there, almost die a little bit. Almost, yeah, you know, I was like, like, okay, I'm definitely squishy. You know? <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's not to say that a wizard, you know, can't come out in a pinch. And obviously, no. you know, you made it, which was fantastic. I was like, I better roll high. And was, <laughs> I was like, we killing somebody on the first episode? Everyone's I would have been all it. about it. That would have been. I was not. I was. I was just at that moment when it did six points of damage. I was like, all right, I'm ready to die. Yeah, I was like, Ooh, I wonder how much because I was like, Ooh, he hit him hard. He hit him real hard. So um, definitely. But I had a great time. It was. It was fun. It was good. I. I definitely had a great time as well. I definitely enjoyed having you here. I. This was fun. So hopefully we get to do this again. Um, and then thank you to. What was it? Uh, to Tabletop Audio for the great background music. Definitely appreciate it. Um, and then thanks for listening. We'll see you guys on the next time out. <laughs> Have a good one.